everyone and welcome to this episode of Talking Out About. Um, today I'm joined by the lovely Louisa who has come back for a second time, so welcome back. Thank you very much, thank you. Wow, you are more than welcome. I love that I now have returning guests, it makes me feel so fancy. Um, <laughs> um, so what I thought we'd discuss, I had um, a couple of features that wasn't a sentence a couple of people off to a good start a couple of people reach out to me um as a result of my episode with tom and alex um about how you go about dating mm. um with fnd um and now i have some sort of idea but i wasn't dating as such because i was already in a relationship when my fnd struck so i mm. wanted to kind of get some more people's opinions so louisa Yes. You want to go for it. What was okay. It like? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I think when I was um, single, um, obviously, I, I started dating again when I moved back to the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, I previously I was engaged, but unfortunately, I lost my fiance. Um, he passed away very suddenly. Oh, I'm sorry so, to hear that. Yeah, so I had a break of about two years, two or three years of, you know, just sort of healing and what have you. Mm. And then I thought, all right, let's let's go on the dating dating scene. And it was during that relationship that my FND really started coming out. Okay. Um, and yeah, then I, 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 the deterioration of that relationship, I don't blame on the FND at all. Um, it was just it was just quite a mentally and physically abusive relationship. So mm. I left that and during that time, I sort of healed myself and I thought, no, I need to take a step back, heal myself and also deal with how my FND was presenting itself at the time. Yeah. Um, so I took a break of about two years to heal myself. And to be honest, lockdown helped with that. Mm. because I had an excuse, I had a very valid excuse not to go anywhere. <laughs> Whereas before I was making excuses to stay in, now nobody could, <laughs> now nobody so, could say, hey, but you've got to come to the pub. No, I don't. No, no. Yeah. No, there is a, there's a worldwide <laughs> lockdown. I'm sorry. I yeah. in my pyjamas for the foreseeable. I'll come back to you. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Whereas before I was sort of living my life with the joy of cancelled plans and thinking, mm. you know, I'm sure my karma points weren't very good when I was wishing like mild illnesses on my friends um, so, so that I could stay in. Um, yeah, so I thought, right, I, at that age, by that time I was 46, 47. Mm. And I thought, right, okay. So onto the dating apps I went. Yeah. And like everything I do in life, I did a tremendous amount of research. Mm as to which apps to use and to, for what I was looking for. I have never really been good with casual dating mm. um, because uh, when I like somebody, I really like them. I'm not yeah. sort of good at, and also I'm not good at playing games. Yeah. Um, with the whole, you know, does he like me, doesn't he? I like to know where I stand and mm. I also like to tell people where they stand as well. Yeah. So, yeah, so I went on to um, Bumble, which is also good for 
people with FND. Oh, um, Louisa, I think there's something going on with your microphone. I don't know whether you've put your oh. finger over it or something, but it's gone a little bit blurry. Oh, has it? It has. Let me see. I didn't move it or anything. Um... Hello. Oh, that's so much better. Is it? I don't know what on earth that was. I, that, I just... There was some sort of gremlin on the line. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> Looked at the iPad sternly, and I think it's <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. As long as as long as I can hear, I didn't know whether it was just on my side or quite well, but I thought, well, save us going all the way through and then having to uh, redo it because there's gremlins on the line. Oh, oh yes, yeah. No, no. Um. So if we go back then, um. Yeah. So you were just talking about how you'd taken um some time off during lockdown. Um, and you wish some mild illnesses onto your friends, which I'm not judging you for. I think we've all done that at some point when we're too tired. Um, and you were starting to use Bumble, I think you said. Yes, yeah. So, yeah, so I, I use Bumble because I think it's the best one because it's up to the woman to message the... If you get a connection with somebody, then it's up to you to message them back. Yeah. And I think you've got sort of 24 hours or something, which can feel a little bit like you're on countdown. <laughs> but... <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> that's, it. that's it. But because I was very, very choosy. Mm. And so in my profile, I'd put that, um, obviously, that I couldn't drive, mm. um, which with most people sort of opened a conversation of, you know, oh, why can't you drive, blah, blah, blah. And mm. then I would tell them about my illness mm. um, because I think it's best to be upfront. Um, and you know, if it, if it puts people off, then it puts people off. What was your experience? Did how did people respond when you told them? Um, if you don't mind sharing, sorry, that was very presumptive there that you were going to happily share that with me. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. Everybody said, "Oh, I've not heard of that." And, um, you know, I think weirdly, and I don't know if this is a representation of the dating pool these gentlemen had been in before, but most of them thought it was because I'd been banned from driving. And I thought, do I look like someone that's got... <laughs> Clearly you have that look about you. I know, I know. Do I look like a convict on the run? What on <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so um, when I got into the conversation I would sort of explain about my FND nobody had heard of it mm. which I think is a very common thing yeah. um, because if you meet anybody and you tell them you've got FND and they say oh yeah you think oh my god and you know that's never happened that I've ever met anybody other than you know people within the FND community that have got yeah. any what it is I feel like at that point, if it was strange, you go, oh, my God, friend. And you just hold on to them and just never let go. Yes. <laughs> Bracelets together. Come on. Hmm. Um, yeah. So that, that just never happened. And then sort of I usually over message as I explained it. Um, I could usually tell their, that their interest was waning. Hmm. And I thought, well, that's fine. Off you trot, you know. Hmm. Good luck with your search, sir. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I think on Bumble, um, so because I was being extremely picky, um, I'd had um, maybe about four or five matches. Hmm. 
but um, sort of two of the conversations going absolutely nowhere. And then this particular match showed up um, and it was, I remember it to this day, it was Good Friday. Hmm. And that's when I connected with the person that's now my fiance. Oh, well, how yeah. lovely. <laughs> how, oh, it made me go all gooey there for a second. Oh. Um, I don't know why, sorry. I'm having a very <laughs> weird brain moment there. So apologies. Um, it is lovely though. I'm really glad that you were able to make that connection. Yeah. Um, I guess, so the, the people that have reached out to me um, kind of wanted to know about like, how did you go about describing it to someone? Did you say it right from the get-go? Did you wait? Did you, yeah. like, I, how, pra- I think it's more the practical side the of, it. of it. Yeah. yeah I think with, um, in my experience, um, because the, um, the partner I met previously um, and my present, both were through sort of online dating sites. Yeah. So I would normally drop it into the conversation, but quite organically. Mm. I think having that thing in my bio about the not driving, that sort of opens the door a little bit. Without it put, putting the pressure on of having to like maybe explain if you don't want to at that point. Exactly, because I didn't and I didn't want to put FND in my bio because, you know, Lord knows with all the acronyms nowadays, it could mean something really weird and cheesy. It, it, it's true. I, I, I'm not going to Google that to find that out. Um, but yes. <laughs> So, yeah, so I didn't want to sort of, and also because although I'd, I'd got to the stage where I was really comfortable with it mm. and got my head around how it affected me and what I was dealing with, you know, I, I wasn't ready to put it out there to Lord knows who could have been looking at my profile. Um, so, yeah, so I, I did put that, you know, I wasn't able to drive. Um, and yeah, so as the conversations were sort of going on, then organically it sort of that topic came around, and I said, "Oh yeah, you know, it's because I have a medical condition." Um, and then I would describe FND as, you know, the the fact that I pass out sometimes, um, the fact that I have migraines, so it affects my vision. So it's really not a good idea if I'm behind the wheel. Yeah. Uh, yes so that sort of covered covered the um the driving aspect and if if they sort of uh, uh, stuck around long enough after that conversation and were still interested um then it would be the practicalities of um what sort of date we would arrange to go on hmm. um and i would my best advice would be a coffee mm-hmm because it's not too long. Um, make it somewhere that's very near to your house or near to somewhere that you can get to safely. Yeah. Um, and also, if, if there's no spark there, then you're, you're in and out quite easily. It's, you know, nice to meet you, you know, and then you can sort of leave with, with your dignity intact. Yeah. Uh, without sitting there through a three-course lunch going, oh, my God. <laughs> Looking at the steak knife, wondering if it will hack through your own wrists. So, yeah. Um, and I would also be as upfront about your illness as possible. Yeah. Um, because I think if, if 
tried it, and then because it's such a such a wide ranging illness, which affects so many different parts of your life, I think if you um, drip feed bits of information through, it can get very scary. Because hmm. you'll sort of say, you sort of say, oh yeah, no, it's alright, I only pass out. And then, you know, a couple of days later, oh, it's like, well, I pass out and I get migraines. Or I pass out and I get migraines and. Yeah. You know, I think it it can become quite, it, it's like, a, it would be like a shopping list that to them would never end. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to say, it uh, appears to, well, I don't know if it is actually being recorded, but there seems to be a bit of um, gremlin on the line activity again. Um, but I can still hear you. So I don't know if it's just, your side or it's just my side and it's just coming through my speaker so i'm just going to carry on recording uh, and and hope that it goes away because it's only it's it's come back but i'm hoping it will go away as quickly as it appeared oh right um, yes because i didn't notice it don't sound any different to me it might just be that where i'm doing it then it's having an issue on my side so um, hopefully it's it's not something that's being transferred onto the recording <laughs> who knows um yeah no i think that's a really good way of viewing it like do it small go for coffee fight be somewhere that you know somewhere you're comfortable somewhere where you let's say you can get back to that safe space if you need to yeah. and also being honest enough with the person yeah i think if you've gone if you've been chatting lots um and then you make that next step to meet yeah you, it's going to be a point where your adrenaline spikes you feel stressed you feel anxious because you're meeting this this person that you've you've not met before yeah so it's better to be honest to the point where you're comfortable yeah then yeah. for it to be that you stress yourself out and then when you go to meet them yes you present very differently because you are stressed that's right that's right and i think you've, you've got to have a, a good command of your own confidence and your own sense of self as well because I think there is always an expectation when you're dating of oh my god will they of course there is a, you know will they like me won't they like me but you've, you've got to have that sort of belief in yourself that you know you know who you are you know your worth you know your value and if you know the fact that you fall asleep a little bit or however your FND affects you if they're the right person for you it won't put them off at all yeah you know yeah. so otherwise you, you end up sort of psyching yourself out of the day and out of a relationship before it's even started yeah and that that makes complete sense that it's it's I think it's a balancing act on both sides isn't it well, it's, it's about making sure that you're comfortable yeah. and making sure that you're uh, you feel safe and you feel happy yeah. about being transparent with them yes about what what it is that you need and it is it is what you need if you need to kind of if you choose to go out on like for a coffee if you need to not stand in the line then to say actually look i'm sorry but could you bring bring the coffees over because yeah I, I might spill it and I don't want to do that. Like, and I, and I appreciate that that is a very hard thing to do. Yeah. Um, and I, I have, I'm in the position where I was already in the relationship with my husband when FND hit. So therefore I didn't, it wasn't me meeting someone new. Yeah. Um, but I think if I wasn't, I would have found it very difficult to say that this is what I need. But I think 
in the long term, it's maybe one of the most helpful things to do to go in straight away with, look, not in a like scary way, but like, oh, absolutely. Um, I just, I just need to sit down. Yes. Yeah. yeah <laughs> like, and I think um, that people are a lot more aware these days of yeah. invisible illnesses. Yeah. You know, people, they might not know what comes under the umbrella of um, invisible illnesses. But they are aware that that they're more, far more prevalent than people thought. Yeah. So um, you know, I think it's it's very good to be clear um, about what things you might need, mm. um, and also to sort of manage their expectations as well. So if you have a coffee on one day and it lasts for you know an hour or so, brilliant, fantastic. But, you know, if it gets to the stage where you want to see each other again, say, you know, well, that might not be for another couple of days. Yeah. You know, or if I don't, if I don't respond to your messages quickly. It's because it I'm napping. Yeah. I need a nap. Yeah, I might be having a snooze. Yeah, so, I'm having a mid-afternoon uh, siesta because I'm very tired. <laughs> your handsomeness has fatigued. Maker. Yes, I, I now need to sit in a dark room because it's just so overwhelming for me. I just no, it. it was it was too much handsomeness. Please, I must retire to my chaise long. <laughs> I can imagine doing that with like your hand on your forehead and just oh, collapsing backwards very gracefully. Slightly fanning oneself. As yeah. yeah. <laughs> just being overcome with the level of handsomeness. <laughs> yeah, I think it's it, it it is good to be be i mean again you you are making yourselves very vulnerable but mm -hmm. i think you have to do that anyway even yeah. when you're dating you know that vulnerability has to be there otherwise you're not going to get a, a lasting or an honest relationship and i think regardless whether you have fnd or any condition yeah. you you always start out vulnerable Oh, absolutely. Because you're getting to know this stranger. Yeah. Um, unless you're fortunate enough that you, you know, you've fallen in love with your best friend. Yeah. But even then, it's still a shift, isn't it? It's still oh. a change of that relationship. You're still putting yourself out there in a way that you haven't before. Yeah. To a person maybe you haven't met before or in a way you haven't done it before. And therefore, it's that balance of yeah. all of those different elements of, yes, FND will play a part in how you date. But I think for anyone, FND or not, dating can be quite scary and quite, um, it can make you feel quite vulnerable yeah. in itself. Yes, definitely, definitely. And I think it's, it's important as well, sort of in terms of your confidence, to appreciate that, you know, that the FND hasn't stripped you of who you are and it also hasn't stripped you of, Sort of your confidence and your sort of your sexiness as yeah. well you know so it's you know do whatever you need to do to sort of bring that side out of you as well the sort of the flirty whatever however you present that side of yourself yeah be comfortable with it you've still got that in you and you know again you probably not lead with it on a first date <laughs> But I think it's important to still keep in touch with that side of yourself as well. 
I mean, if you want to lead with it on your first date, you crack on, you go for it. No judgment here. Um, but yeah, no, I think that's that's the other interesting thing that came out of the podcast with Tom and Alex was about kind of sex and F&D. And that's where this is sort of stemmed from, this line of kind of thought of like, well, you've thought about the sex side. Well, actually, what about the dating side? What about before you get to that point? How is it, what kind of practical things actually need to be considered mm. when you are dating as a person with fnd or you are dating a person with fnd um yeah. and it's just having that kind of open dialogue of the things that don't often get talked about we often talk about the symptoms like the walking and the talking or memory or brain fog but actually the things that impact people are those relationships whether it is an intimate relationship or friendships they are still impacted absolutely by fnd in some weird and wonderful way and i think as well it's um once you've sort of established a connection with somebody um i think it's it's good to sort of um think of or sort of come up with ways of keeping the relationship communicative and keeping it open. So, for example, if there's one day where, you know, your hands aren't cooperating, but you still want to communicate, send voice notes. Yeah. You know, just just so they know that it's you haven't fallen off the face of the earth completely. <laughs> um, you are still around and you are still breathing. You're just... Not ghosted them yet. Yeah. Um, ghosted them that was the word i wanted not breathing sorry i went the wrong track there ghosted them that's the one i wanted you went on to the, you went on to the next part of the process i did i i skipped a step because you know that's how i work i just keep skipping ahead until i end up back in a circle yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you know just just i just skip ahead i was just having a look back through um the messages i've been sent about people asking about this just to yeah. Sure that I was answering roughly what they'd asked of me because I was like I've, I've managed to skip to something else there um, <laughs> um so obviously I think you've got you do have people with FND or any illness that have a visual sign that there is like a walking stick um or a wheelchair things like that so you have a visual clue that there is something going on yeah kind of behind the scenes a bit with them but I guess for those of us who don't have that like, um, who don't or don't use it regularly or whatever they're kind of the more invisible yeah. ones unless you actually start talking to me then you will know I yeah. guess it's how do you approach that side of dating of like there isn't a walking stick there isn't a wheelchair to clue you that there might be something going on with me yes but yeah. how do you then clue them in so that they know? Again, I think it depends on how on the circumstances in, in which sort of the relationship sprang from. Again, yeah. sort of an, through an online dating app, I think it is a good idea to have got it covered quite early on or mm. to have the situation broached or the subject broached early on um, because it's better for you that you've told them and it's better for them yeah. to know. Yeah. If you don't tell them, you do feel this horrible, oh my God, yeah, of course he likes me now because he doesn't know about blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So you, need to, you need to sort of put, put it out there. Um, and if you've met each other organically, you know, the old-fashioned way, where, <laughs> you know, you 
eyes eyes met across a crowded pub and you shared and that was it that's it yes yeah you rode off into the sunset on a white horse with a big flowy dress cape thing on yes with violin violin quartet playing yes exactly um i think if you meet somebody organically i think already it it, from what i can remember (laughs) it's there's already that sort of communication established yeah where you might have even discussed it on the first night you met Um, and i again i I just think being upfront honest is the best thing to do yeah Um, and at all times just please keep yourself safe um don't don't take on dates that um you you aren't really able to do you know for example if one one guy suggested that we go ice skating and I'm like no 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 a I'm not James Horville <laughs> a, and b you know I I like my fingers where they are yeah I would like to keep all my extremities where they are thank you very much <laughs> that's it that's it so you know it's about sort of thinking a little bit as well outside the box yeah of what what sort of dates would make you comfortable so, yeah. um, and maybe it's it's going into it with those ideas already. Yes. Yeah. So like before you've even got to the point where you're definitely going to going to go on a date, yeah. you already have a list of ones that you would be happy or able to kind of participate in. Yes. So that you're going in with solutions. So instead of saying no, I can't do that. I can't do that. I can't do that. You can say, well, how about we go do this? Yes. Absolutely. absolutely. So you're being pro up. Proact, yeah, proactive. That's the word. Thank you. Uh, yes, yeah. I think being proactive. So, like cinema dates, very good. Yeah. Especially in there's um, a cinema that's open near one of the Everyman cinemas, hmm. where, where you can sort of you reserve a couch together. Uh-huh. So you're safe. Yeah. You, you can still have a nice sort of intimate conversation. Yeah. And then if you, you know, if your FND affects you, you're, you're still going to be okay. Yeah. You know, and then also I think cinemas, watching a film's good because you've got something to talk about afterwards. Yeah, it gives you a topic of conversation. I can't remember the last time I went to the cinema. I think it was actually before I got sick. Oh. oh. I don't think I've actually been to the cinema since I've had FND. Oh, we went, we went to see Moon Age Daydream, the David Bowie film. Uh, a little that was about three three weeks ago and yeah and again the everyone is amazing because you just you're sat on the comfiest sofa they bring (laughs) the food and drink to you wonderful brilliant it's like it's say it's like cinema for grown-ups well that sounds like more my kind of thing yeah i might have to try going back to cinema at some point just not good i find um loud loud noises and um things quite overstimulating so for me that wouldn't work as a as a date because I just I couldn't handle that I'd end up running out crying yeah hobbling out attempting to cry <laughs> there's uh, I was thinking about you the other day actually because I, I know about your noise sensitivity mm. um there's the loop things that you put in your to protect your ears yeah and they cut out the extreme frequencies the mm. extreme noise frequencies oh okay so they they might be helpful. Maybe I'll brave it at some point. Yeah, yeah. I probably I'm probably more likely to brave that than the ice skating idea. <laughs>
because as you say, I like my fingers and toes where they are. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's all about doing it in balance. I feel like I keep saying the same thing, but I think it's really important that it's in balance and that you you don't go into it with the attitude of I'm not going to, no one's going to talk to me. Yeah. You yeah. go into it with, well, I know and I'm comfortable in the fact that my FND doesn't define who I am as a person. Yeah. I still have all these amazing qualities about me. Um, and FND is just one of my fun little quirks. Yeah. But that yeah. doesn't mean that I won't find someone. Yeah. And I think also you should you should reassure yourself. Yeah. But, you know, everybody has got something. It yeah. might not be, you know, an illness, but there's there's something that people are fighting every day. Yeah. On, to some degree. Yeah. So, again, but having that honesty and that open communication then you know you can hopefully talk to people that that it that it becomes a two-way street so that you can help support each other yeah and I think it's is applicable for anyone not just those with FND those with any um chronic illness yeah. like fatigue or whatever it might be like yeah. you just because you have this condition this label of this condition doesn't mean that you are therefore completely unlovable yeah or that you are undateable it just yeah. means that you have to do things in a slightly different manner like you've learned to walk in a different manner or manage your day in a different way yeah it's yeah. just the same but applied to a, to dating and to strangers and that that feels very scary because it is strangers yeah. um yeah and you don't know how they're going to react no but if but... you put those safety things in place like you said like knowing where you can go don't try and go ice skating if actually you can't do that that's not going to work you're not going to be safe yeah like, and balancing your own energy levels and being honest and saying look actually we did quite a lot today yeah don't don't be it don't be alarmed if you don't hear from me tomorrow that's it that's and it. it's it's right. just being really clear and it's not that you're playing a game and saying oh you know to wait three days before i talk to you I it, know. Could, it could just be that actually i'm having a really strong nap <laughs> Yeah, and and also think of think of activities or things that you can do that that bring out the sides of your personality that you're confident about. Yeah. For example, I've got you know I can't remember you know what I did yesterday, but I can remember pop trivia from the eighties. Yeah. So, like pub quizzes and things like that. So think yeah. think of things that that you want to, that you enjoy doing. And again, because if you if you've got that confidence of oh, I'm really looking forward to this. This will be fun, regardless. Yeah. Then again, that sort of boosts boosts your confidence and makes you feel that you're in a safe environment. Yeah. So just going, I'm going back to a uh, kind of a practical question. I feel like they've all been practical, but I feel like this is particularly practical. Oh, um. So when, sorry, that wasn't even, that that was a half formed sentence there, but I've lost it. Hang on. <laughs> put the fishing put the fishing line out so you yeah just need to find that one again it, it was there it's on the tip of my tongue what was it it was um so okay so for example if you suddenly lose the ability to walk as one of your fun symptoms um do you then impart that information and what the person needs to do to this person you've just met yes definitely 
yeah, that would be my thought, but I thought I'd just double check that because yeah. I'm in a different situation. You, um, again, it's it's all about, it's not that we have to squash the information or anything else, it's that we have to impart it in the right way so yeah. that A, we get the help we need, and B, yeah. they don't freak out. Hmm. So it has happened to me where I've been in a social situation uh, and my legs have stopped working. Yeah. So I've just sort of, I've, I've just sort of said, you know, everybody's getting to the end of their drinks. So I've just sort of said, you know what? Um, is it okay if I just sort of stay and have another one? You know, could somebody yeah. just grab me another drink? That'd be super. Yeah. And quietly say to the person that's sitting next to you, um, look, I'm just going to need a little bit of time just to get my legs back to the party, if that's okay. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think, again, communicate what it is you need and what they can do to help you. Um, you're not asking them to, you know, transplant a kidney. <laughs> you're asking them to sit with you for 10 minutes while you get your legs, you know, I mean, if, if someone was able to transfer a kidney in the middle of a pub, I'd be very impressed. <laughs> that would make a hell of a first date story. Oh, Can you imagine? Yeah. It? And so we ended up with each other's kidneys. Yeah, we just we just swapped kidneys because we felt, we were so in love, we just felt the need to swap kidneys yeah. down the pub. <laughs> I, can even, I can see the newspaper headlines now. Yeah. Like, it, it would be one of those weird circumstances that probably now we've said it might actually happen. And if we oh, see it in the news, we have to share it with the other person. Yes, oh, it's bound to have happened. <laughs> but yeah, it's bound to have happened. Um, and I think, it, it, you know, in, in our previous conversation, we said about feeling like a burden. Mm. But it's very easy people for people with FND to feel like they're a burden. Mm. So, you know, don't feel like you're you're not asking for anything that's above and beyond what a normal nice empathetic person would give you yeah just asking for a little bit of consideration that's all you yeah know? and if it means you just sitting in a chair or sitting where you are for 10 15 minutes longer that's fine yeah you know, it's not it's not the actual end of the world and if that's how someone reacts to it then they're not the right person for you Yes, completely. And I think, but then equally, I guess, on the counter to that, it could just be that at the time, that person is feeling a bit overwhelmed with what the information and what's going on. Yeah. And therefore, they just need a bit of time to process it. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, it fully could be that actually, they just don't want to engage in that process at all. I fully appreciate that could happen. But equally, just to play devil's advocate, there could be that situation where it just is a lot it is a lot to take in as the person going through it yeah let alone explain it to someone else who you've only just met so it might just be that they just need a little bit of time to go oh yeah right. yeah okay um, but then asking for help and asking for things to be done yeah. to support you does not make you a burden you wouldn't resent a friend asking you to change something so they could access it so it's that kind of idea, isn't it? Yes, and also, you know, you're you're only responsible for yourself. And yeah. You're only responsible for the way that you convey what it is you want. You're not responsible for how somebody reacts to it. Yeah. So don't feel like you've asked for too much if it's a slightly hesitant response or whatever. Don't feel that you've asked for too much 
if they don't respond in the best way because yeah as you say they might just be a little bit awkward and sometimes as well i think people worry that they're going to do the wrong thing yeah so they don't they sort of get a bit deer in the headlights and you know and and if you're feeling sensitive about it that might be taken the wrong way but it might be that they're trying to be a bit too considerate yeah I think I think that's where having that open and honest conversation which is really hard to do when you've been in a relationship for years let alone when you've just met someone Mm -hmm. um and just sort of say oh can you just yeah talk to me about what just happened like is and I think I know it's one of mine is that I don't always understand people's facial expressions I don't understand the meaning like I won't always get the joke that it is a joke I will think it's a dead serious one like my husband telling me there were goblins under the stairs or whatever I seriously believe there were goblins under the stairs like it's okay to double check that yes yeah it is it is it's and it's it's also good to um ask for sort of um affirmation that the person that you're talking to understands why you're asking yeah you know it's not it's not too much to ask that you say you know I just need I just need this because Mm. and then explain why yeah I think explain why will would help yes oh it would help massively and it does help massively Mm. i i need to sit down for five minutes because my brain feels overloaded right now absolutely i do remember i was on a date with this one gentleman and um the usual thing happened of i was sitting in a chair we were having a coffee and um he mentioned the fact that he thought i would i would make a wonderful stepmother to his children Hmm. now bearing in mind a this is a first date (laughs) b that was the first time he brought up the fact that he had children (laughs) (laughs) what a lovely way to do that so because i couldn't physically get up and leave i in my very best haughty voice i said you know what it's been really lovely to meet, meet up with you but i think it's better that you leave now I said, that's, that's a lot of information for me to take on. So mm. being a gentleman, he did leave. But yes, but I had to sit there until my legs could cooperate. Yeah. <laughs> Why can I not make an elegant, quick, theatrical getaway when I need to? Like uh, those videos that go around where the person's holding up a sheet and yeah. then they drop it and they disappeared. Yeah. I mean, it would be slightly weird if you did that in the middle of a coffee house, but it'd be a good story. But I, um, I would be the person that face slams into a wall. Yeah, so would I. I'm yeah. not. I'm not very elegant in that respect. Um, but I think the other thing that happens, not just in dating, but generally, is that we apologise a lot. Oh yes. And we apologise for asking for the things that we need. Yeah. I think it goes back to that kind of idea that we are. We feel like we're a burden. Mm. Um, but we apologise for asking for a bit of extra time or an, another drink or a snack or whatever it is yeah and I feel like you don't have to like yes apologize if you've done something wrong completely yeah. but if you're asking for someone's help Ooh. you don't necessarily need to apologize I need to take in my own words I'm sure if my friends or my uh, talking man listen to this they were like are you listening to your own words right now yeah. I'm trying okay folks I'm trying yeah. um Yes, and as I'm agreeing with you, I can see a lot of my family sitting there with their arms crossed, nodding their heads sagely. 
and looking at me in quite a yes, you know what they're talking about tone. Yeah. yeah. But I think it's it's easy it's an easy thing to say, isn't it? It's a lot harder thing to do. Yeah. Um, and I know it's something that I myself need to get better at. Um, but I think it comes up within that idea of, you know, asking for what you need doesn't mean that you need to apologise for it. But if you ask for it in a rude way, then yeah. yeah. yeah but yeah. if you ask as a nice, polite human, yeah. if someone can sit with you for five minutes because your legs aren't working, yeah. you don't then need to follow up with, I'm really sorry. If they didn't want to do it, they wouldn't do it. Yeah. And, and also it's... it's... Uh, and I'm sure there's, you know, millions of people out there that have this characteristic as well. Um, I have a characteristic of if um, I'm putting somebody out, even slightly, I will thank them profusely yeah. and apologise. Yeah. And that's not because I'm feeling like a burden. That's just that's just the way my personality works. Yeah. And, um, and I, I think I, I'm also one of those people. You are not alone. Um yeah. <laughs> I felt like doing some, uh, like, I felt like we should come up with a, a cool, like, catchphrase for the, the the Apology Sisters or something. I felt like that was needed there. Um, yeah. I wasn't quick enough off the mark. Um, yeah. Sincerely Sorry Sisters. Since, yeah. Oh, my God. Sincerely Sorry Sisters. I love it. I'm actually having to write it down so that I don't forget it. <laughs> but, yeah, so it's, and again, if, if that's how your personality comes out, then that's great because, again, it's, shows that you're comfortable and you're okay with kind of expressing yourself yeah I just mean in terms of kind of not doing it because you feel like a burden yes trying to unpick why you're doing it if you're doing it because it's how you've been brought up yeah that's different if you're doing it because it's one of your personality sides that's okay but I mean if you are doing it because you feel like you owe them it yeah and yeah. because you feel like a burden, maybe stop and have a think and go, actually, mm. I'm only asking for something reasonable. I'm not asking them to transplant my kidney. I yeah. just wanted a drink of water. Yeah. Don't necessarily need to do it for that point. That's right. That's right. And again, it, it, it's also about um, your your expectations as well. Um don't feel that because you have um, FND that your expectations of what you are looking for in a partner and what you want in another human has to be lowered in any way. Mm. You know, you're not you're not a secondhand car that's got a dink in it. So, it's what, you know. <laughs> I, sorry, I laugh because I found that a really funny image. And like in my head, I suddenly turned into a car. But I turned into like, uh, you know, like banger racing cars and they're all beat up and they've got no windows and they've got cages inside them holding them together. I suddenly went into that image where like my face was on the front of it and that was just me. Sorry. (laughs) So where I see myself as a clown car, you know. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, it's fine. (laughs) But yeah, so don't, don't lower sort of the standards that you set for other people because you feel you have to. Yeah. You know, that's what I, I, I kept on saying to myself, that just because I wanted to settle down doesn't mean that I was willing to settle. Yeah. You yeah. Know, it's, you, still, you still thoroughly, thoroughly deserve the best person out there for you. Yes, completely. And, and you will find that person. And, you know, you might have to kiss a few frogs in <laughs> time until they, until they show up. But that's okay. That just means you've got to, you know, make some friends with some frogs. That's fine. 
that's fine. And also, you get a few, you know, you get a few amusing anecdotes from it, and that's how your stand-up career takes off. So, <laughs> no. but yeah, d- just don't don't devalue yourself because yeah. because of your FND. Yeah, or, or any condition. I know this is primarily aimed at FND, but I just think it's also applicable for anyone with any condition. Absolutely. Whether it's anxiety, depression, MS, like chronic fatigue, yes. multiple sclerosis. I've already said multiple sclerosis. I'm, I'm doubling back. That's good, isn't it? That's why it's called multiple. Yeah, I'm, I'm having, I'm just, oh my God. Um, oh my gosh, sorry. Oh my gosh. Um, oh my, I've lost it completely. But this is silly sorry sister is coming out again it really is because i now have no idea what i was actually starting to say because now i can think about yeah. needing to apologize yeah. I, I think with any with any illness or chronic chronic illness especially um because we live it with it every day and you know we sort of have to um see ourselves through that lens of having the illness um it doesn't it doesn't change our value no in the world it doesn't change our value as a partner as no. friends and or as a human yeah and although friendships are and can be affected by it that that means they're just not the right friend for you it doesn't mean that you're the wrong person or that you've got something mm. wrong with you yeah no i i think that's that's a really good way of, of seeing it is that you know you are only in your own head yeah you, you can't know what's in someone else's head like right now i could be thinking you're thinking all sorts of things like oh my goodness she doesn't know what she's talking about why did i agree to come back on with her yeah. uh, that's what i could be thinking that you're thinking but for all i know you could be thinking about what you're doing tomorrow or the shopping list you're writing like yeah. You know, or the clown car that you're in whatever <laughs> you you can never know what someone else is thinking and i think Cut yourself a bit of slack. Yeah. You might go into that meeting and go, oh, they're going to think I'm I'm, I'm rubbish, I'm not worthy and all this sort of stuff. But actually, they might be thinking, you know what, this person is perfect for me. Yeah, yeah. Or they might be, they might be sat there being quiet because they think, holy smokes, this, this person is out of my league. Yeah. You know, you just, you just never know. Do not see yourself through a negative lens in any way, shape or form. Yeah. So you've got, and that's what I think is important. I think sometimes people go into dating to heal themselves, and mm. that's when they get when the that's when the wrong person, the wrong relationship show up. Whereas if you heal yourself and then look for a relationship, then usually a much better relationship will come out of it. Yeah, yeah. So, I th- I think it's. Oh, I've forgotten again. Oh my god, my brain fog today. I know, mine, mine was really bad this morning. I'm just running around in my in my bangerous car, just bumping yeah. doors right now. <laughs> uh, I think it's all too easy, and yeah. and I know people will be listening, going, "Yeah, but it's really hard to 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 think positively." Yeah. I'm, I get that. I'm with you because my husband will attest to the fact we literally had this conversation. I think yesterday it was like, "Well, just think something positive about yourself," and I was like, "I don't even know where to begin with that." Like yeah. that's such a big statement to make. Think yeah. something positively about yourself, and you're like, I literally can't name anything positive about me. That's where the position I'm coming from. So if yeah. you are like me and you're sat there going, Yeah, it's great that they're saying think positively, but how do I even do that? I feel I feel the pain. I do, I get it. I'm not saying it's easy. All yeah. I would say is take it step by step. So it, whether it's the when someone gives you a compliment, you yeah. look them in the eye 
and then you write it down or you go back through old reports, school reports, whatever, and you pick out the positive phrases that are used, whatever it might be to just help you get started. Yeah. Think more positively about yourself um, because FND can take that from you. Definitely, definitely. And I think it's important to try and rebuild that, but I get it. It's so incredibly hard to do. Um, yeah. And it's not something that's going to happen overnight. It's not something that you're going to feel comfortable with. You're going to feel awkward and you're going to feel like it's so wrong. And yeah. like, if, and there are hand gestures happening. I know you can't see them. There are hand gestures right now. Um, okay. But it will get there, would yeah. be my word of hope to yeah. you all. Well, we're, we're so um, sort of trained in our Britishness to not brag, to not, yeah. to not sort of big up ourselves. Um, big up my bad self because I can totally carry that phrase off um, but I think part one of the exercises I did um, when I was going through um, counselling and what have you was I had to write down five things I liked about myself every night oh the idea of that fills me with dread <laughs> I, I know and I and, and I kept I kept those journals for a long time and it was incredible. Like it started off with, um, you know, well, I I like the colour I painted my toenails. Yeah. And just the the tiniest tiniest things that I could find. Um, and then as time went on, the things I liked my, about myself became bigger. Mm. You know, I liked. You know, it turned into I liked. Uh, I like the conversation I had today. I liked the way that I spoke. That I spoke to somebody. I liked the way I looked today. Yeah. You know, so starting with the small things is brilliant because at least it's a start. You know. Whereas if you try, if you try and leap a tall building in one go, that's not going to happen. But yeah, start with the small things that you like about yourself, and to to give you that confidence <laughs> when you go out dating. Yeah. And I think, you know, it, it's, it's, it's one of those things I'm sure my talking man is listening going, hmm, so when I suggest it to you, I expect you to do it because you've just preached it to lots of people. I'm sorry, talking man, I'm doing my best. I will try and think of positive things, but it's very, very difficult and it makes me feel incredibly awkward. Um, <laughs> just for anyone else who's out there who also feels incredibly awkward about that process, I'm with you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think even even going to the line of like trying to like say that I liked the colour I painted my toenails, which is, yeah, it makes me feel yeah, no. Yeah. Um, but you know, that's okay. It yeah. shows that it's something you can work on. Yeah. Find the positive. Yeah, that's it. And, it. and you know, there's there's times when I look back through that I, I couldn't even think of five. Yeah. So so but then I, I actually I had to had to write in the book. Don't feel bad because you haven't got five. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't beat yourself up over the fact you can't think of anything, because the fact of not beating yourself up is a positive. And and you know even now I mean I I cannot take a compliment. You know my my wonderful fiance will say you know that I'm beautiful and things like that and I I just what I call I turtle where my shoulders come up way past my ears. And I'm just like, no, don't say that. Um, so, uh, you know, but again, that's nothing to do with my FND. That's to do with, you know, 
my personality. So. I I also turtle, um, so I get that completely. Yeah. I think um, just to kind of round it all up, mm. um, just on the dating, because I feel like you and I could talk for hours, yeah. um, but I just want to make sure that I go back to the dating part and you and I can always have another one where we talk about lots of other things. Um, but I think, yeah, all the advice you've given, I hope is helpful. Yeah. And so just to kind of summarise it all back up, would you mind just giving us the main points that you think are the most important? Certainly. The most important things I would say are when you're choosing which avenue you're going to explore to start your dating life, have a thought in mind of what sort of relationship you want. Is it a long-term relationship? Is it a sort of a friends with benefits thing? Is it um, a sort of a very casual thing? And use use that thought to choose which app or whatever you're going you're going to be using, because say there's there's different apps like, which I think bring about different results. Hmm. Um, do not um lower your expectations of somebody else because you feel you should you yeah. know think about when you're when you're looking for a partner or for a you know a friend lover whatever hmm. think about you know would would you want this person to go out with your friend yeah. if no then you shouldn't go out with him yeah or them um and say when you are making a date be safe be comfortable and don't make the first date too long or too involved unless you feel comfortable with this person straight off the bat which yeah. and, and that's wonderful but yes but be safe and also say with regarding bringing your illness up be transparent and honest from the start yeah um, don't don't make it feel like it's a sort of Pandora's box in the corner that's going to constantly be spewing out nightmare fuel. Yeah. Just be honest about how your illness affects you, and don't feel that asking for help or asking for consideration from somebody else is too much. Yeah. You know, just it's it's common respect and empathy. Yeah. And also, I think the whole thing of if you want to settle down, it doesn't mean you have to settle. Exactly. If yep. the person isn't right for you, the person isn't right for you. That isn't saying that they are a bad person or that you yep. are anything bad. It just means that they're not the right fit for you at the time. It doesn't mean in 10 years' time you may not come back across each other and actually you're perfect for each other. Yeah. Or you may never see each other again. That's also fine. That's but don't feel like you have to. Yeah. If you if you don't want to, and also because you're only you can only say where you are in your journey. Yeah. So you might meet somebody who you think is perfect, but they're just not perfect for you right now. So you know they might still have a bit more developing to do, or they might still have a few issues themselves to work on. Yeah. Don't feel like you have to save them, and yeah. don't don't feel like it's a slight upon you that they weren't ready for you. Yeah. You know, say it's, it's just keep remembering your value, I think is the most important thing. Yeah. And, and remember your worth. Yeah. Uh, uh, and 
if there's something that you struggle with to remember your worth, mm. then go back to your question, like you said, of would you would yeah. you let this person date your friend? Would you what would you say if your friend gave you this situation? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think, think that's a really good way of, of going back. Yeah, it's a very good litmus test that. And mm. also, um, if I think in the dating world when I was when I was in it, I think it was sometimes easy to ignore red flags. Yeah. Um, because you think, oh, you know, maybe he didn't mean it that way, or maybe mm. he was trying to be funny, or whatever. If you're, if you feel a red flag or even a slightly dark pink flag <laughs> coming up, then ask for clarification. Ask, and then I would always also say trust your gut, because yeah. if if you feel like something is wrong, ninety eight. 99% of the time something is wrong yeah yeah no I think I think you've you've summed it up beautifully oh my goodness beautifully thank you so much for sharing your your kind of your insight and your experience with me and with everyone else that's going to listen I feel like it's been really helpful and I hope it's helpful for those who messaged that they find I've covered it with you in enough detail. But if I haven't, guys, then reach back out and I will try again until I get it right. Um, if anybody wants to reach out to me on Twitter, then feel free. My my Twitter handle's at Shanghai and Dry. Love it. So yeah. So if if you if there's anything that you you want to ask or you know we didn't cover, then you know again feel free. Thank you. That's really kind of you. And I hope that I'm sure I'm sure someone will find it helpful just to have heard your experience, um, whether or not it's someone with FND that's going into the dating world or someone who is dating someone with FND and they've only just met. I'm sure that kind of explanation will be really helpful. So thank you so much for your time, Louisa. Well, you're more than welcome, Tina. More than welcome. Thank well, you. thank you very much for listening, guys. I hope you enjoyed it and stay tuned for another episode soon.